You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hey, friends. It is episode number nine time. You're listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. Today, we are going to talk about cognitive dissonance, and I am extremely excited about this episode because what I've come to recognize is that cognitive dissonance is inevitable if we are working on thought change. And while it is discussed within coaching, I don't know that we're offered very effective tools at navigating dissonance. So today we're going to jump into this. And if you want to wonder why should I listen to this, I already know about cognitive dissonance. I'm about to tell you. Here's why. Because if you want to change the way your life is going, if you want to change the way you think about something, such as time management, if you want to find that you have enough time for what you want to do, as an example, it is going to require thought change. So... Figuring out how to navigate the dissonance is very important in moving forward. So let's visit the definition of cognitive dissonance. So cognitive dissonance occurs when you hold two conflicting thoughts in your mind at the same time. So to be frank, it sucks. It's very uncomfortable. And if we're not mindful, you will lose the new belief for the old belief. Because the old belief is what the brain knows. The old belief is safe. Cognitive dissonance often keeps us from trying to change our beliefs, set new goals, create life change, or really just undergo personal growth. When the brain panics with the dissonance, it thinks it's going to protect us by proving one true or not. The brain likes to decide that the two conflicting thoughts are or, right? It's either or. But I'm going to challenge you to consider what if at the beginning it can be and, What if we can just be a compassionate observer of both thoughts? Because if they're both present, we have the opportunity to choose where do we want to put our focus. So I'm going to tell you an example of my recent experience with cognitive dissonance because frankly, it happens constantly. I'm always trying to modify my beliefs and thoughts. So I'll give you an example. We'll see if this resonates for you. So for anyone that didn't know, 
For the last couple of weeks, I've been a bit under the weather. Ryan had gone on his first flight since COVID happened, and when he came home, he brought home some sort of viral plague, but it wasn't COVID. And shortly thereafter, my littlest one got sick, and then finally me and my older kiddo. Now, why is this relevant? Well, first of all, as a reminder, when the brain is tired or stressed, the brain is just a dick, period. And so it shows up in ways that are exaggerated, extra protect mode. And so my asshole side of my brain shows up proud and concentrated anytime that I'm sleep deprived or under the weather. And I have to really be mindful and aware. So I found myself midweek having a big drama moment where basically my mind kept telling me that my dreams were out of reach and I had no evidence that my dreams were coming true or could come true. Now, I'm going to be frank. On a good day, that's not where I'm at. I'm I'm sitting there believing that I'm already living the dream. But in that moment, that thought that I'm already living my dream was very out of reach. Like I felt it was there, but the one that was strong was the one about, you know, that they aren't. So I became a compassionate observer, right? To the thoughts. I did not have a panic moment, nor did I really give in to the drama. In fact, I sort of found the drama amusing because my brain was being much more dramatic than my everyday life. Nothing had gone wrong. This is just part of it. But in this moment, I experienced really significant dissonance, right? And I had to choose where I wanted to put my focus. I still had to allow the crappy thought to be there, right? So I was sitting there thinking, you know, it's not there. I'm not living my dream. And in that moment, it's really hard to embrace the alternative thought of, oh, no, I already am living the dream. That's a big jump. So here's the first tip I have to offer. When you have two conflicting thoughts that are truly 180 degrees apart, they are on the opposite ends of the spectrum, sometimes we can calm down the dissonance by creating a qualifier thought or a bridge thought. So for example, when this was going on, instead of telling myself, oh, no, I'm already living my dreams because that felt really uncomfortable. I tried to come up with a neutral thought that was, I'm learning to see. I'm already on the path to creating my dreams. And that felt true in that moment. This idea of bridge thoughts is something that's taught at the life coach school where I trained. Brooke Castillo uh, taught this. So, I'm going to take it a step forward and try to give you some visual imagery of what's happening in your brain. And I have Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor to thank for this because I've been reading her 
uh, Whole Brain Living book. And in it, she marries psychology and neuroanatomy to really divide the brain into four characters. And then she describes the character traits. Now, to be clear, when I refer to character one in the brain or character two in the brain, I'm not referring to them like she did. I'm just giving the imagery that she created for me when I was learning that concept. So let's pretend that we have two different characters in our brain during cognitive dissonance. We have character one who believes the old way, and that's the safe way, and doesn't want to collect new evidence to prove a different truth. And then we have character two, and character two is all about the new belief. Character two is the one that's dreaming big and saying, oh, no, no, I know that this is possible. I just have to collect the evidence for it. And character one and two are having a fight internally, right? So my question to you is, what can you do to give character two the ammo needed to kick character one's ass? It's there. It happens. But we have to be really mindful. So they can both be true and... But we want to focus on character two. We want to focus on character two who's dreaming big things and is ready to change the world. So don't go to the place of I don't know. I challenge you to refuse to be confused. Here's why. Confusion is character one's way of protecting you. When we get confused or overwhelmed and we start saying, I don't know, that's our brain shutting it down, stalling progress because it's safer to not try. So I want you to do these four things. Theorize, take a guess, test it, review the data, either accept it Or do it again. Theorize something new. Test it. Review it. Do it again. In change management for process improvement or quality improvement, they have something called the PDSA cycle. And the P stands for plan. The D stands for do. The S stands for study. And the A stands for act. And the entire process is about testing change. So if we can do that in the healthcare system, we can surely do that within our brain. But here's the caution. When we get uncomfortable, which is the initial response during cognitive dissonance, oftentimes our brain folds and it lets character one win. So here is my next question. What if the result was guaranteed? What if whatever character two is dreaming, you knew it was going to happen and that character two was going to win? I mean, you'd be all in, right? And you'd be committed to writing out the discomfort. So what if we just decide, 
At the beginning, success is inevitable. That character two is going to win. We just have to do enough PDSA cycles to prove it. Kind of crazy, right? I was listening to a James Wedmore podcast, and he was interviewing one of his students. And his student said, and this absolutely just like hit me in the gut. I was like, hells yes. He said, I want to make a difference doing something that makes a difference with people who make a difference and at a time that makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, that was huge. And I realized that that really is what coaching for healthcare professionals means to me. And I am going to PDSA cycle the shit out of this thing until I've collected enough evidence to kick character one's ass. And this is how we cope with the dissonance created by thought change. So what's your big goal? What's your character two up to right now? What will you decide is inevitable? That is all I have for you today, my tribe. It's a shorter episode, but I think it packs a punch. As always, I would love to hear from you. And if you are committed to making a difference at a time that makes a difference, and this episode resonated with you, I'm going to ask you to help me spread the word. Please subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Please share it on social media with something that resonated with you out of the episode. And as always, look me up on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm in there as Freedom for Physicians, and I'm also on there as Ella Catherine Whaley. Have an awesome week, friends. Are you ready to start making progress, forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.